My name is Jeremiah Sinclair. I'm a man of many talents. The talents that I possess include great father, I love you, Daddy. great husband, I love you, Jeremiah. great friend, great chef, this food is great, and great assassin. Oh God, man, please don't kill me. I haven't always been like this. You know, different. Sure, my childhood may have been different in a few ways, but overall, I've always been just like other people, other civilians, those who aren't like me anymore. Man, now is about the time you need to begin killing motherfuckers. That's Trevor Solace Salento. He's been my best friend for as long as I can remember. Ace Boone Coons, if you get my drift. There haven't been many situations that I was in that he wasn't right by my side. If you don't kill this guy and he gets away, guess what? Your story is trending on Twitter. You're on Facebook. America's Most Wanted. And for what? This fat fuck? Mark him. Let's get him fuck out. I'm hesitant to tell you too much about my history. Because those who are looking for me may be those who are listening to me. But let's make it clear that I do what I do. Because there are others who cannot do for themselves. And that just won't do. As I mentioned before, I'm an assassin. One of the best, in my humble opinion, which is all you have to go by due to the fact that my employer, the corporation, doesn't do comment cards, and my guests don't leave this world exactly exclaiming praise for me. The corporation works out of an office in Lord knows where. Sometimes, the caller ID says an Alabama area code. Other times, Nikon, Thailand. All times, a female voice, never named telling me who to see one man 40 years old caucasian living in wales england school teacher by trade pedophile as a hobby parents of our client want him taken care of painfully and as they said endlessly i'm on it i never ask too many questions and she never offers them i know that once the call is complete I'll receive a text message telling me the address, job location, and where I can find my pay once the matter is completed. The pay always varies, depending on locale, difficulty of events, and how badly the client wants the guest dead. Sometimes, there's a time limit, and the money's only earned after a picture is sent to the client, showing that the specifications of their desired exit is met. The pilot has turned off the seatbelt sign. Welcome to Wales. Ethan Spate was a man that not many people paid attention to. Chubby, cheerful, he coached the cricket team for a school in East London. He was also the glee club coach for the primary years. Unfortunately, he was also the unofficial photographer for the girls' swim team. No one paid him for this job. He did it for the love of one girl. After he stalked her home for four months and learned when her parents were and weren't home, he brutally attacked her, leaving her comatose for seven weeks. The contusions on her face would heal. The scars on her psyche and on her memory never did. He did two years in jail, and when he was released from prison, he got a job as a cab driver, looking, or should I say, leering, in the rearview mirror, hoping to catch a glimpse down a woman's shirt. After his shift was complete, he would go to a single-room flat 
where he would kick off his shoes, open a Guinness, lay back on his bed, and watch 16 and pregnant on the telly. Every day, he would record in his black book the exact spot where he saw the girl, the one he had attacked, the one of his dreams. He would then snuggle up with the book, holding it as tightly as I now held on to the handlebars of my nondescript motorbike, riding up the hill towards his flat. I pursued him for two days, quite in the same way he pursued the girl, and time was running out for him. Each of my clients were to wire me 25% of my overall fee before the guest was attended to, and I was waiting for that text message to reach me. Money received. I reached Ethan's home and waited. There was no real reason to rush, as I knew from watching him that there were no other people in his home. He lived alone worked alone, and prayed alone. That was his way, what he felt most secure in. Tonight, he was going to die alone. Man, it's cold as a bitch out here. What in the fuck you waiting for, sin? Break down his door, hit him over the head with a ruger, and let's drag his nasty ass out of here. Shit, man! My left nut just hit against my right, and I swore I heard a clank. Let's get this motherfucking bounce. Shut up, Solace. All right, man, but I'm saying, time is money. In the words of young Jeezy, let's get it. I went around to the left side of the flat and searched for the fuse box that I located the day prior. Once I found the switch that went directly to his front living room, I flipped it and waited. What the fuck? Ethan came outside, as I expected, and I was waiting for him. The clients asked that I not harm him until I was ready to fulfill the stipulation of our deal. So I just used chloroform to put him under. Then I patted him down for his cab keys, set him in the back seat of his car, and drove off. Where? Where are you? Is that the question you were going to ask? Well, <laughs> let me assist. You're in a basement. Or maybe you're on a roof. In London. Or maybe Wales. Doesn't really matter much, does it? Because you just realized the scariest thing about your location. You are not alone. Who? Don't worry about who. And let's just skip past how and go to why, shall we? Four years. Huh? Four years ago, a pretty girl was brutally assaulted in London. The assailant did two years. He would have done more, but he pled to a lesser charge. He was placed in protective custody and wrote letters of apologies to the family of the girl, who was still in a coma. As months passed, the letters changed from those of apology to those of taunting, but never was a line crossed where he would be given more time. He got out and became a cab driver and got a flat in London where he stalked young ladies and watched even younger ladies on their television at night. And the family grieved until they found my bosses who found me. And now, I found you. What are you going to do to me? What I've been instructed to do. See, Ethan, you are a guest in my abode and I have an order that someone else made specifically for you. They wanted me to be sure to serve it up to a tea, so I shall. Well, hold on, let me explain. No explanations. The time for that has passed, 
But before you go, take one last look at that girl. Hold this vision close to you in the afterlife. No, please. Death is quick. Man, murk this some bitch. Suffering is forever. As requested, I slice two equal lines from Ethan's ear to his eyebrow, one on each side. Then, I cut 32 small slices into the top of his head with a straight razor. I then took the bottle of rubbing alcohol that the girl had handed me, handed me with the request that I make him scream, and I poured it in his hair so that it ran from his hair down the front of his face. 32 slices, she requested, because that is how many times he made her call for her parents. As the blood mixed with the alcohol ran in rivulets down his face and onto the plastic that I had set him upon, his face contorted in abject pain. I looked at him, suffering, and thought of how my clients had suffered, how their daughter had and was suffering. He deserved all of this, and worse. So I gave it to him. What are you... Oh, shit! Here it comes, just when I thought you were going to take it easy on this bitch, boom goes the motherfucking dynamite. I went to my bag and got the machete. I walked back to Ethan and waited. What? What are you doing? Right now, I'm waiting. Waiting for what? Waiting for the anesthetic that I placed on your groin area to wear off in about ten seconds. I had issued a topical anesthetic to his groin area right before I cut off his penis. My clients wanted me to make sure that he didn't notice it was gone. And then, right before he died, to notice that it was. I sliced down his breastbone to his pelvis in one deft maneuver. And as he looked and screamed in agony, I stuffed his penis into the gash and slit his throat. Time is eternal, and you will see no more. I texted to my connect that the job was complete. She texted back that the money had been sent, and I rode off on my bike, waiting for the next job. Death is quick. Suffering is forever. Time is eternal, and you will see no more.